And I'm Grace. And this is what we wish people knew. Welcome to What I Wish People Knew podcast. Vanessa Grace is a licensed social worker who has a private practice as a mental health therapist and has an online business helping women kick codependency to the curb through a webinar series. Other titles include wife, cat owner, minister, tarot card reader, transformation specialist, and epic party thrower. Her fashion role model is Penelope Garcia from Criminal Minds, and if a movie is ever made after her life, she wants Melissa McCarthy to play her. Vanessa is warm and calming, while at the same time creates laughter and a positive feeling. Vanessa, welcome to what I wish people knew about codependency. Vanessa, codependency is such an important topic to talk about and one I wish was spotlighted more often. What inspired you to begin working with persons struggling with codependency? Well, I was actually in my own therapy, working on my own things, and my therapist recommended that I join a codependency group. Um, And even as a therapist, I didn't know a lot about codependency, and so Mm -hmm. I felt kind of like, well... I should probably try this, but I feel kind of weird. Like, shouldn't I already know some of this stuff? And so, you know, I forged onward cautiously um, and then ended up spending two and a half years in the group, like unpackaging my own codependence very slowly. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I love that there was a group for that because, I mean, I see so many people um, who could use something like that. And I feel like it's just not... There's not that many well-known resources out there on it. Yeah. So my insurance happened to have this group that they ran on it. And um, it really helped me understand, well, what codependency is, because I didn't even really understand it. Like, I think most people don't understand it. And, um, you know, it helped me uncover what I was doing. That was part of my own problem and like part of the own reason that I was in my own therapy. Okay. Yeah. So that's how I landed on even knowing what it was. Okay. So it started um, with some personal experience. Yes. Um, I know you said that you specialize specifically in working with female entrepreneurs who are impacted by codependency. Can you share some of what your professional experience has been? Yes. So women, uh, there's another term that I use for codependency. I also use the term people-pleasing. And I think that that's a lot more palatable for people to understand. And it doesn't cover everything that codependency is, but it's definitely a good beginner phrase. And so um, when you start talking to women about people pleasing, that's just rampant in our society with women. And if they're an entrepreneur and you can start linking how their people pleasing ways are impacting their bottom line in their business, they start to be able to see how it's taking time and resources away from their business and usually if they're an entrepreneur that's really their passion right it's something that they're really passionate about because it brings them joy or they enjoy seeing how it changes the world around them for the better um and so i've seen women have their businesses increase dramatically just because they were able to identify what they wanted through mm-hmm. um through the program that i work with and um help them to realize 
how amazing they are and then their own personal like I don't know like their aura or their vibe almost changes and then people are just drawn to them because they're doing so much better and they're just exuding positivity and so people want to be around that and so then their business does better because they're taking better care of themselves I've also seen women who are trying to start a business and struggling to start it because they're spending so much of their time and money saving everybody else from from themselves that they never get around to actually starting their business and yeah I'm gonna start it yeah I'm gonna start it and having been a person who was starting a business and then starting another business I know how long it can take and all Mm -hmm. the things that can get in the way and how hard it can be but it does not have to be at a snail's pace Um, and so women that are in this program start seeing how being codependent stops them from really building the business that they actually want that they know is going to make them happy and that's going to help make the world a better place okay so it seems like a people pleaser or relating it to how it's impacting your business um people are a little more receptive of hearing that they can be because it's like wow this actually impacts my bottom line which Mm -hmm. impacts all these other people which is almost like easier for them to take in Okay. Uh, because it's affecting other people. Wow, I didn't realize, realize it was affecting my happiness. Um, mm. And it's like, I don't know, when you start talking about people's money, sometimes they're able to light up a little bit more and pay attention because everyone wants to travel and own the dream home and, I don't mm-hmm. know, have a jacuzzi or whatever the thing is that they want. So it seems like being able to see a goal makes it. Yes. And then they're like, oh, it affects the bottom line. I can make this connection. Okay, well, I do want to talk about your program, but um, before we begin, just to clear it up, because I know you said a lot of people don't even really understand what codependency is. So how, how does someone know if, they, if they're impacted by codependency? Are there signs that you look for? There are. So when people have trouble saying no, and they feel guilty if they say no, that's okay. a sign. Um, if they um, are enabling others... And that means just continuing to assist them, maybe begrudgingly even, maybe not even willingly, to keep doing things that are bad for them um, because they can't stand, like, that person's fallback. Like, that person might push back on them and then they can't handle um, that person pushing back on them, so they just give in. And that's enabling them to keep doing the thing that's bad for them. Um mm-hmm. Preventing others from experiencing their own consequences, which is kind of similar to enabling, but I'm just saying it in a different way. And so if you could imagine like person A does something and then they have to deal with their consequences and their emotions and potentially clean up their own mess. But person B cannot withstand watching that. And they're like, here, I can do it better. Or here, no, you don't have to deal with that. I'll take care of that for you. So then person A never had to learn how to deal with their emotions. Person A never had to learn how to deal with their consequences. And so they keep going around trying to find other people to do it for them. Well, there's always going to be a person B who will come in and do it for them. And so if you're a person B who's constantly saving people from their own messes or volunteering when you weren't even asked, that's all codependency. Mm. So it seems like they're the people who one, want to fix and everyone and also take responsibility for everyone else's um, problems, I guess. Yes. 
And it usually is really evident in a primary relationship, like in um, a partnership or a marriage, or maybe mm-hmm. it's with a parent and their child, or maybe it's with a parent and their adult child, like the classic situation of a kid living in the basement, but the parent keeps making excuses why they can't move out yet. They're not ready, even though they're 30. Um, okay. That's like a classic codependency situation where the parent would be person B who's always saving and the kid in the basement is person A always allowing themselves to be saved, never wanting to grow up. This seems like it's a bit of a circular relationship. A what relationship? Like a circular relationship. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, One of the images that's used a lot is like one person is extending like a rope and they're looking for someone else to pick up the other end of the rope. And when they finally find someone, there's person A and person B, and they're holding the ends of their rope, each in their role. And so the relationship can be managed because they're each doing the expected role. I think that's a pretty helpful visual. Yes. Uh, because codependency can be pretty pretty ambiguous and confusing because of that. Yes. It's so silent and insidious that people mm-hmm. don't realize it's there. And it's like almost underneath the basic value system and so people don't notice it okay hmm um okay so let's talk a bit about your program now um i think you kind of explained it earlier as how to click how to kick codependency to the curb um so what is the secret what should people know who are struggling with this well it's really important to be able to set boundaries um Because when your codependency starts um, kicking up the dust, as it were, you you might start realizing that you feel suffocated or anger or resentment if you notice yourself complaining. These and, and more are signs that, like, you're not happy with something and that there needs to be some sort of boundary made. Like, your your outer limits are being stepped on, but you don't know how to stop it from happening. And so being able to say no or saying, I'm no longer going to pick you up at 11 o'clock at night from work because I actually function best in life when I'm asleep by 9 p.m. You need to find another solution. And that could be incredibly hard for a person to say to somebody. Um, But then when they're actually able to set that boundary, um, they feel very free and it gives them a lot of empowerment. And so one of the first things around pushing back against codependency is discovering what you need and then setting boundaries around it. Okay. Um, it, it does seem like it sounds simple, but, um, with someone who has never had to set a boundary before, I imagine this is really difficult. So I guess for, um, people who are working with someone with codependency, uh, where, where do you suggest is the starting point or is there any kind of language you like to use around it that helps? Well, I think that there needs to be care and patience with a person who is trying to overcome codependency because people aren't going to set boundaries before they're ready. And so just being with them and helping them explore options non-judgmentally is really tantamount because they get stepped on so much anyway Mm -hmm. that someone pushing them forward will just make them pull back. Um, or, you know, maybe lash out in anger. People are people. They do what they do. 
but they just need kind support with looking at the options. And if they say they're going to do a boundary and then they don't, well, let's just talk about what was hard about that yet and why you couldn't do it yet and be accepting and loving. And they'll get there when they get there. Right. So letting them set their own pace kind of is what it sounds like. Yes. Thank you. That was an excellent wrapping up of my long statement. Oh, well, good. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So what other um, domains does your, your program address? Oh my gosh. Okay. I feel like I cover lots of different things in my program um, because really uh, codependency touches on every aspect of our lives. Mm -hmm. I talk about the importance of being able to understand your own emotions. I help people understand even how their own environment, the place that they live can help them live out their goals. And really Mm -hmm. once you're, once you're able to set boundaries, then we're working on what do you want out of life and how do you get that? Because people have been spending so much of their time helping other people, they don't know what they want for themselves. And so that's what part of the program is, is understanding what you want for yourself. And then how do you want your environment to be to support that? And Mm -hmm. um, being able to pay attention to your own inner workings enough to be able to identify when it's telling you what you want. Okay. And I mean, it's even more than that, but that's just like the basic beginnings of it. Yeah. Okay. Cause it's like a 10 week program that's got multiple hours uh, video in each week plus um, action steps. So it's very robust and in depth. Yeah. Well, what I'm picturing is that this is probably a really slow process of starting, um, right? Though that opening that gate just a little bit. And I can imagine that um, therapists or other people working with these clients might at times feel stuck with them. Would you say that's, that's kind of accurate? Yeah, you can feel stuck because you like, well, if it's easy for you as a helper or the mm-hmm. therapist or even like a loved one who's trying to be supportive to a, a friend or a loved one who's codependent, like you just want them to move along, but they're just not ready yet. But it's easy for the other person. So they don't yeah. understand that it's part of the basic belief system, mm-hmm. which well, you're trying to unwire. What advice would you give to someone who, who feels like I've been trying and trying to, to, you know, get this person to open up, say what they want, tell me what they need, what they value, and it's not getting anywhere. Um, do you think that there's something that they missed or is it just they might be pushing too, too hard? Well, you might need to go back to basics okay. um, and go back to the very beginning of what's going on in the person's life that they're not ready to move forward yet. And what would it mean to them if there was progress? They might lose something pretty major um, in, a, in the way that they see the world that they're not ready to let go of yet. Mm-hmm. And they might not even recognize that. Yeah, it seems like it's, it's a part of who, how they see themselves even. You know, I'm the person who is always there for people. I'm the person. Yes, it's very much an identity. Okay. Okay, well, that was, was very helpful. It sounds like um, even the language you use uh, is, is important, too. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. Okay, well, yeah. can you give 
example of a technique or a skill that someone um, who struggles with codependence or independent? So um, I kind of tout something called iceberg thoughts. It's a very kind of beginning thing. And I don't even know if I invented it or I just learned it somewhere. But iceberg thoughts are basically, you know, you imagine that iceberg and above the waterline, there's a bit of the iceberg. And that's the thoughts and the emotions that we're aware of. And then underneath the waterline is the rest of that huge iceberg. And that's all the stuff that's kind of part of our subconscious or that we're unaware of that's driving us. It might be our values and our beliefs. And so we want to ask probing questions of ourselves to get underneath the waterline to understand what is happening under there so that we are more aware of what is driving us. Uh, And then that can help get you to some answers of what do I want? Why am I needing to help all of these people in this way? Why do I keep repeating this pattern in my life? Which is something you'll hear codependents say a lot, like maybe, why do I keep getting these boyfriends that are losers? Why can't I get a good one? Um, But if you keep looking at underneath the waterline, you'll find the reason behind the pattern. Can you give some examples of those probing questions? Like what, what would one be? So um, why is, why is this thing important to you? Um, Whatever the thing they're talking about is what, um, what does it mean to you when blah, blah, blah happens? Mm -hmm. What are you scared will happen if you let go of this? What does this remind you of, of another point in your life, which could lead Mm -hmm. back to some childhood scenario? Well, like, my mom always said, blah, blah, blah. Okay, so if you do this thing, you're going to be going against what your mom said. And so you need to keep doing this thing to follow your mom, your mom's value system, which she ingrained in you. And then, mm. you know, maybe there's, maybe it's good or bad, or we don't know, it just is. Well, what would it mean if you went against your mom? And that's how we go underneath the waterline. Okay. I so think it's that kind that's... of who, what, when, where, go. why, how questions of the surface stuff so you take the surface stuff and then ask all the who what when where why questions and then you can go underneath more okay so it seems like well in my experience I guess that sometimes when you when you ask someone who struggles with codependency you get a lot of I don't know uh I have no idea type of response to things Mm -hmm. um but do you think that these these more specific probing questions kind of could help with someone who gives a lot of I don't know responses? Well, if there's a lot of I don't know responses, it might be that they don't have the personal awareness to be able to go deeper. And so you might have to start before codependence and just work on personal awareness, which to me is understanding your emotions and kind of what drives you. And you might need to go look into family history and do some reflection on family history with just talking about the family and what the relationships were like in the family and what the expectations were in the family. To them, these behaviors could just be as simple as breathing air because that's how everybody in their family is. And so they don't realize that it's a problem. Okay. And so then being able to compare it to someone else that they know whose family does it differently or how does it look on TV? So being able to compare it to other people and their own family history, mm-hmm. and then also being able to build up their emotional intelligence and their ability to reflect 
might be things that need to happen before you can begin talking about codependency behaviors. Okay. So it seems like a lot of this work is understanding where that person is at so that you can meet them there or you're going to be too far ahead of them and not be productive. Yes. Okay. Well, where can, where can someone find your webinar, Vanessa? So if they would like to watch my webinar, they can go to soulamplified.org and sign up. It's about an hour long, and then um, it leads into the opportunity to have a phone call with me where we might strategize on some goals for your life. And okay. then there's opportunities if someone wants to investigate my 10-week program or the People Pleaser Recovery Roadmap, then mm-hmm. we can discuss that as well if they're interested in working through that. Okay, well, great. I'll put that webinar um, at the bottom of this podcast so people can easily find it. Okay. Uh, with a click. Is there any other additional resources you think would be helpful for either people with codependency or even um, people who are working with someone with it? So there's there's a few good books out there. Um, my favorite is Facing Codependence, and that's okay. by Pia Melody. And I really like that one because she's able to break down in very specific ways the behaviors and um, of codependency and how they are birthed into a person, um, and then the different variations of each of those types. It's, it's pretty epic how she's able to break it down. Um, another very popular book is Overcoming Codependence, um, but I do like Facing Codependence better, but either of them, whichever one you can get your hands on, if you are thinking you're codependent, is going to be useful. Um, and then I think that anything by Brene Brown is going to be helpful because she talks a lot about shame and shame is a big part of codependence. And so anything that you can get your hands on by Brene Brown in book or podcast or going to um, seminars or anything that she does is going to be useful, even if she's not directly talking about codependence. So we actually just did um, a podcast about shame where someone had studied under Brene Brown. So it's, it's funny that you mention her because it, it was an, a really uh, interesting interview. I did listen to that podcast. Oh, you and did? It was, yes, it was wonderful. It was yeah. so spot on. Yeah, yeah. so I'll, I'll share that too. Um, and okay. his website too for, for people. Um, and can I um, plug one more thing for myself? That's also useful for others. Yes. Okay. So because being able to listen to your gut, what you really want is so important in codependence. I mm-hmm. actually made a quiz on listening to your intuition and determining where your intuition level is at. Oh, and nice. you can go to that by uh, visiting enlightenedbosslady.com. Okay. And then you can take my quiz, which you have to print out. But you can also then link to that join the Enlightened Boss Lady Facebook group if you want to be part of a Facebook community that talks about um, business growth or personal awareness um, and a little bit of dabbling in spirituality and business stuff. So if you're interested in any of these kinds of things, those are all the places you can find me. Okay, great. I love that name for it. The Enlightened Boss Lady? Yes. It's yes, perfect. it's very fun. It's very fun. Yeah. I'm all about fun. 
Well, you're definitely a person to talk to about these things. Your experience is wonderful, um, not only professionally, but also personally. And I think it's it's often really helpful to talk um, to someone or, or use the resources of someone who has been there in the trenches and gone through yes. it. Many out- tears have been shed trying to overcome my own things. Yeah. And so I think yes. it's great you're giving back and wanting to help others um, and make it maybe a little easier for them. You know, there's just so many beautiful women in the world, like beautiful spiritually women who could do so much more if they got out of their own way of limited thinking. And I just want to help all the women overcome their limited thinking so they can be amazing badasses and make the world shine. I love it. I love it. And I, I want to support that a hundred percent. I'm so glad that we got a chance to talk with you. Me too. Yeah, this was great. Thank you so much for interviewing with us. Um, yeah. Into knowledge on codependency. Uh, is there anything else uh, you want your listeners, our listeners to know um, that I, I didn't get to so far in my questions? You know, there's just so much to talk about. We probably just. <laughs> it could be forever. It would be forever. But if you're interested in knowing more, just click on one of those links about how to find me and the conversation can continue. Okay, great. And and we would love to even have you back maybe one time to continue it. Oh, I would definitely do that. Okay, great. Thank you. Thank you for listening to what I wish people knew about codependency. If you are interested in the resources Vanessa has named in this interview, check out the info se- section below or go to our website at acceptingtherapy.com and check out our blog post on codependency. Thank you.